As technology gets better and better, something that's inevitable is realistic VR and realistic sex dolls. But what is going to happen when every man has the option to have a supermodel waiting for them in bed? Will relationships look the same? By 2050, the data suggests that robot sex will overtake human sex. A lot of this is due to necessity. With the rise of social media, dating apps, diseases, and way less human interaction, more men than ever have no idea how to talk to women. In China, for example, there's a 30 million man surplus, which is why China is becoming one of the top manufacturers of sex dolls. Their recent creation of the EX doll is one of the most realistic dolls to date by scanning a Chinese model to get accurate skin and hair. And let me tell you, when the Chinese start looking into this technology, you know it's going to advance quickly. VR is advancing quickly as well, with graphics becoming more lifelike every year. And the combination of VR technology and sex dolls is going to completely change the sexual marketplace. Will it be worth it for the average guy to swipe on dating apps when a realistic Emily Ratajkowski lookalike is on your bed at any moment's notice? In this episode, I talked to Dr. Ryujiro Kamazawa, a researcher and developer in the field of VR sex tech. Just how soon are these advancements coming, and what will happen to the future of relationships when this technology becomes so realistic that you can't tell fake from reality? Hello, everybody. I am here with Dr. Ryujiro Kamazawa, uh, and he is one of the developers for Imagine VR, a VR company that specializes in sort of adult titles. Is that pretty accurate? That is accurate. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Awesome. Really glad to have you on because, you know, the VR world is something that fascinates me a lot, and I'm very interested in knowing about the advancements and what the future is for VR, and especially because you're a uh, an expert in sort of the the sex space or the adult space. Would you say? Uh, we are. I mean, I, it's not just yeah. me. I'd say it's the company uh, as a whole. The company, yeah. Yeah, we're very. Um, you know, we we work with people in Japan, people in the United States. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we've talked to some of our customers in person, and you know, um, we learn a lot about the human mm -hmm. side uh, to this whole field. Right, right. And then for you guys, um, can you just give me a little bit of background on your company, Imagine VR, and what kind of products you guys uh, develop? Yeah, of course. Um, we're, we're actually mainly a distribution site. So we'll take uh, VR content from Japan mm -hmm. and translate it, work with the developers there, bring it to the U.S. Uh, we'll also take content from the U.S. and the, um, you know, in Europe and the English-speaking world and uh, censor, make sure it's censored properly and translated and bring that in turn to the Japanese uh, space and uh, actually not just Japan now, um, other countries in Asia. And um, in addition to that, like I said, we do a little bit of development as well. Sometimes it's mm -hmm. stuff that's ancillary to the um, VR space, like making censorship tools uh, for the Unity 3D game engine, for instance. Um, and also, mm -hmm. you know, working on other, sometimes we make our own titles, um, but there has been a great explosion 
of content lately to the point where we are kind of inundated with content these days um, from all different aspects of the VR, um, adult VR space. So um, we do have our hands full these days, which is a good thing. Yeah, 100%. So you guys, I would say, are on the cutting edge of sort of VR sex tech and sort of the VR um, sex products. Um, and I kind of just want to ask you, where where is everything now in terms of uh, VR, um, I guess, VR sex? <laughs> yeah, it's a great question, something we think about quite a bit. Um, there, we, we've seen uh, incredible sales with um, the Oculus Quest 2. I mean, it's almost, it, it takes mm. the sales of VR headsets, or we call them head-mounted displays, HMDs for short. You take all of them that were sold um, prior to the Oculus Quest 2, and I think it, the Oculus Quest 2 might still outpace them. So um, we've seen... Mm -hmm incredible advancements in HMD technology. Um, as for how that relates on the hardware side to the uh, sex tech industry, we haven't really seen a uh, huge push on the sex tech um, side. I know there was a lot of talk about teledildonics a while ago, uh, and that's kind of, um, mm -hmm. I'd say, plateaued. Um, it's not quite in the retail space yet. However, the R&D is still continuing um, you know, uh, in good force, uh, but kind of a bit behind the scenes. Um, but in regard to what is out there currently, there has been a lot of innovation with different ways to use what's available in uh, new and exciting ways. Uh, for instance, as you can imagine, when um, people are um, experience, uh, are using these um, adult VR experiences in VR, they, um, you can use your imagination, they don't want to have both hands holding controllers. They would like to have some hands free. And what we've seen is people mm -hmm. taking the controllers which are meant to be held and using them in novel ways. We have some experiences on our site. These They're called these uh, Let's Play experiences. Uh, Let's Play with Anna, for instance, which is actually even on Steam right now. And in that one, you can actually take the controller and put it into a doll. And when the doll moves, uh, that mm -hmm. controller moves with it, and you see those movements displayed in real time in the experience and you see the uh, character and in this case in the experience moving as the doll moves wow that's amazing so basically this doll that you're talking about this is like a sex doll it can be a sex doll okay. but you know some people might just use a pillow uh, oh. for all we know um, there are different technologies out there i know they're bigger in japan than they are in um, United States and Europe, but um, there's something even called the Ona hole, um, which mm. I suppose your users can look up, but um, it's, um, you know, that's a, a sort of like a sex doll. I know there's also mm. a more, a, a product geared more toward um, Western audiences called a twerking butt, um, which <laughs> was popular for a while, but I haven't, we haven't really heard much about it lately. But yeah, there are these sort of doll um, type accessories. Um, some people may even find that they want to put this kind of um, their controllers. They might find a way to affix them to um, something like a flashlight, which you know they can create their own sort of um, 3D printable apparatuses that connect um, mm. the two um, uh, the flashlight together with their controller. There's a lot of innovation going on that um, you know a lot of people are keeping to themselves, but you know some people are sharing it with the public. Right, right. Okay. So the the whole thing with the sex doll is seems very interesting. So for example, 
Is there a way now to get a sex doll and then map it to what you're seeing in VR? I mean, you kind of hinted that that's, that is what your project does, uh, the Anna game, right? Uh, yeah, and, um, and it depends what you mean by mapping. Um, when it comes to the actual, yeah. um, you know, full size and shape, and is it, you know, point for point uh, mapped, I, I would say mm -hmm. no. Um, that does take a bit more technology and um the account, the amount of realism you get in exchange for all that work is, uh, I'd say, marginal. Um, most people are um, okay right. with um, the way Anna is, um, and you know, the doll may not be perfectly like Anna, but it's close enough. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I would imagine, you know, to make this more realistic, it would have to become um, way better mapped to the doll. Are you saying? Are you saying no? Are you disagreeing with that? Um, no, um, uh, and, and it is an interesting yeah. uh, field because it sounds like you're kind of getting around this issue of um, what's known as the uncanny valley, mm -hmm. the idea that when you have things that are kind of in between something that's very cartoonish and also very real, it's actually not an average of the two. It's actually something that's worse than either case. Mm. And um, that's something that has been plaguing a lot of um, rendering tech in the past. Um, however, what we found is that anecdotally at least, um, sexual arousal lessens a negative reaction to the uncanny valley. And it's unsurprising to us because sexual arousal has been shown to lessen the negative reaction to most stimuli. And so uh -huh. in that regard, VR sex may be uniquely situated to deal with this uncanny valley issue. So when it comes mm. to realism of looks, it's not actually a big deal at all. And when it comes to um, realism of motion, that's actually um, pretty well done already with um, the physics engines that we have uh, in use in game engines like Unity and the Unreal game engine. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. So what is the most realistic uh, experience right now that really simulates like real sex? Is it the Anna game that you're talking about? Um, it, that, that's an interesting question. Um, it, you know, the, yeah. There are so many different um, niches within this space, as you can imagine, you know, going to any adult site and seeing the different categories, you'll see many, many niches. And what's interesting is not everyone wants realism. And those who do, mm. um, it's kind of split into two camps, um, I would say. Um, there's people that want the realism of, um, of basically photorealism, I'd say, and that's purely visual. And in that case, um, people are satisfied in a lot of cases with um, the seated experience. This, what this means is a, kind of like a 180 or 360 degree video, which is just like any video you'd see, except it's um, mm -hmm. filmed in a way where it's kind of, um, you can imagine you're kind of on the inside of a sphere. And as you look around, you see different aspects of the video, kind of like an uh, IMAX movie experience. And um, mm -hmm. now there's no interaction with the video whatsoever, however, if as you turn your head around, you will see different aspects of the video and it will be in 3D. So the immersion is a bit more. So there is some realism in that regard. On the other side of it mm -hmm. is um, graphics that are more, I'd say, like anime. That is, they don't have a lot of, um, uh, they don't look real, but they're not intended to. However, uh, because those are rendered experiences and not you know, filmed, uh, that means that there's a lot more freedom as to what can be done. And so this brings about mm -hmm. a sort of physical realism to uh, uh, counter the, uh, uh, the, the visual realism of, of, of videos. And so, right. um, yeah, it, it, we are seeing things like um, Let's Play With Anna that have a lot of that realism because 
the movements uh, that are made by the user uh, and that are projected onto the doll uh, are seen uh, visually as well. And that kind of feedback loop from that mm -hmm. experience uh, increases the engagement of the experience and also makes the whole experience feel a lot more real to uh, many of our users. Right, right. So walk me through how that the, the Anna game works. So I put on a VR headset yeah. and I have to put some kind of uh, something into like a, a sex doll or something like that. And, and how does that, and, and then what, what's next? Like, how does that like know what the sex doll is? Oh, great question. Now, um, the sex doll isn't required to use this experience. Um, it, it can be done okay. without that. Um, it's just that if you don't use a sex doll, you need some way to, you know, keep the uh, controller in front of you. Um, and that can be done with, you know, a spare hand if you, at, at a minimum. Um, however, okay. if one were to use the doll, um, from what we've seen in videos, um, it uh, appears that there is a special slot in some of these dolls um, in which to um, place the controller. Some people would just duct tape the controller to the doll. Um, and, um, and keep in mind that you have um, your headset on, so you're not seeing any of this. So visually, it doesn't really matter what it looks like mm -hmm. as long as the feeling is there. And so when the doll is affixed to, sorry, when the controller is affixed to the doll in, um, in, in whatever way works, um, as the doll moves, the controller moves, and Anna moves as well, because Anna's movements are determined by that one controller. So um, Anna mm. can, um, okay. you know, her hips can uh, gyrate and thrust. She can turn on her side. She can face you. She can face away from you. There's many uh, options within this experience. Oh, that's insane. I didn't know that that was already out there. Yeah, um, it's, it's one of those things um, where people don't expect it, so they don't yeah. have any, uh, they don't know to look for it. <laughs> so mm -hmm. we're hoping people will, you know, um, <laughs> what we like, what, we, what we've what we been oh, seeing sure. lately is, you know, there is a lot yeah. less taboo around this subject. And especially now with the lockdown, you know, dating is harder. Mm. It's uh, harder for single people to go out. And in some cases, you know, couples that are separated, they may also participate in these experiences together as a way to bring them closer together. And this can be done in the same room. This can be done remotely. Mm -hmm. uh, in either case, single, couples, remote, together, either way, um, we're seeing that people are more open to these experiences and they realize that there's a lot of upsides to having this sort of alternative uh, when it comes to uh, sexual gratification because it is a lot safer than a lot of ways that are out there currently. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And it, it, the whole field is honestly fascinating for me, and probably for a lot of other guys. Um, so I do have a, a, a question, or, or well, let me recap that first of all. So, of in terms of um, the the realism, right now there's kind of two forms of realism. There's you can actually watch two people in like a three D room have sex, but the problem with that is you're not feeling any of that yourself, right? And then is that accurate? Mm -hmm. Okay, and then uh, this... it's accurate, except it doesn't have to be two people. It can be more than that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, right, totally. And so, so one, one. Uh, so again, one realm is you're watching it. It looks photorealistic, but you're in the room. You're not like, participating. The other is you actually are participating, um, and you're, you know, you're having sex with a sex doll or or whatever it is. However, um, the graphics of that experience are not necessarily realistic yet. It's still a either an anime character or it's a um, like sort of like a Laura Croft Tomb Raider type like rendering. Um, would would that be accurate? 
to some extent. I mean, those are some of the more well-developed mm. experiences. That's what I've been talking about. However, um, uh, and, and I also want to add that it is um, quite advanced from the Lara Croft Tomb Raider because I grew up in that same era playing that on PlayStation 1 and uh, they're way beyond yeah. that, <laughs> even our lower end experience. Oh, you're saying, wait, so, so you're saying right now it's way beyond the Tomb Raider? Even our mo more um, cartoon or anime looking titles um, have a lot better quality yeah. than I would say Laura, Laura Croft did in the original uh, Tomb Raider or Tomb Raider 2 even. Oh yes, in the original. Yeah, but yeah, what yeah. about like the today's graphics? But, yeah, in terms of today's, today's Laura graphics, Croft I want to add nice. that there are um, new um, engines uh, that are out there and there are a lot of um, really great developers that are making uh, experiences that have amazing graphics that are um, lifelike uh, in their quality. I mean, I saw one recently where I just was, I audibly said, wow. And I, I look at many of the experiences mm. for QA purposes, and I never realized we'd have something like this. Um, this one doesn't run on a um, Quest type headset, however. You need a um, sort of a, a good PC with, you know, a, a decent um, video card. Yeah. Um, but um, right. the graphics were way beyond what I expected to see. So we are seeing really a rapid good. development um, in realistic uh, graphics. They're not quite photorealistic, but they're definitely not Uncanny Valley. They're on that other side of it, I would say, um, in terms of uh, just the graphics alone, oh, wow. where you look at the um, characters in the scene and you just say, like, this is rendered. Like, this is fantastic. Um, and you may have noticed that, um, I think this week or last, um, Unreal released a... Um, package for the web where you can realistically create a face in a web browser and it can be done in real time modified so um perhaps it's related to the lockdown but there has been a lot of innovation mm. in that and i think um you know i can't say when but i think very shortly we'll start to see some photorealistic mm. rendered experiences which really melds the best of both worlds as for what's available on our site now yeah um what i right. said before holds you know we are seeing for, for the realistic physics you're going to get graphics that are great the characters will look more like uh hentai mm. or uh anime rather than you know something you'd get on you know um a live action site from an actual flesh and blood human being right so so let me ask you this do you think those graphics are the same quality as like ps5 graphics or is it just a little for, bit worse than that i can't say for certain uh in regard to that um mm. Uh, I'd have to sit down and really compare it because it's, that's something that we do take seriously at Imagine VR, and uh, I haven't had the time to go and compare side by side uh, PS5 versus the right. state of the art um, in regard to adult VR content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And but 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 by even you not even being able to tell me exactly, that kind of shows me that the technology is pretty good. We we it are seeing a lot like of developments enough. that I think uh, mm -hmm. I did not expect to see. Now I thought we'd see this in maybe five mm -hmm. years. Right, right, totally, totally. So how soon do you think, like, we can essentially put on a VR headset, have, like, a sex doll or whatever it is, and just have, like, pretty much realistic sex? That's a great question. Um, the missing piece in that puzzle, um, despite what we said about graphics, is actually the hardware. And this isn't just the headset. This is now uh, what they call full-body haptics. And what that means is um, actually getting physical sensations on the body. Um, there are some apparatuses that are like, uh, imagine a flashlight with a kind of a motor attached. Um, and um, this is, again, related back to teledildonics. Um, so there are stuff like that that would work mm -hmm. uh, in certain regions of the body. But some people want it beyond that. You know, it's about the feeling. 
Um, and um, that is in development. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have seen some haptic suits come out already. Um, I think there's a company called teslasuit.io that is developing one. Uh, nothing to do with the company Tesla, but that's just the name. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, some people would like that feeling, not just, um, you know, in the most uh, erogenous uh, physical parts of the body, but, you know, sometimes they want a hand uh, on the back or, you know, someone gripping the, the shoulders. Um, I think those haptic suits could provide something that is akin right. to that. Um, and another thing that um, I think would work on a very uh, deep level in, in a way that's very hard for us to put into words is actually smell. It's um, if you look at all of our senses, it's one of the oldest mm. and therefore it's tied um, almost directly into some of the deeper parts of the brain. And sometimes, um, you know, uh, a smell can change someone's attitude without them realizing it. And um, though there hasn't been a lot right. of progress lately, I do recall um, at a convention someone uh, created even for a mobile device an apparatus that could dispense different types of smells. Now, these were floral scents. These were scents that were related to um you know, uh, things that are very noticeable, like food. Um, however, um, it is possible for someone to put a sort of um, pheromone scent or perhaps even perfume that can be released at certain times uh, during the experience to uh, mimic certain smells one might get in a realistic experience. I believe with um, the visual, the movement, the uh, physical haptic feedback and the smells altogether, it'll be very, very close to the real thing. Right. And that'll be what you think, 20 years? I could say 10 to 20 years. I could see 10 that to 20 all, all coming years? together. Wow. Okay. I believe That's pretty that soon. The, uh, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of advancement um, there. I, I believe with the way the world is right now where um, people are seeing, you know, realizing that, um, you know, uh, unfortunately lockdowns may become our reality in the future. You know, there's no guarantee that this will be the end. We hope it is, of course. Um, you know, we mm -hmm. uh, are really concerned about everyone who suffered through this experience, we don't want to um, treat it lightly, of course. Um, but we, you know, the reality is that there has been a lot of development um, for people that, you know, have, you know, a lot of time on their hands. And um, mm -hmm. what we're seeing right now is a lot of these things being developed um, kind of individually. Um, for instance, um, you know, there is talk now about um, combining the HMD with things like omnidirectional treadmills. There's a couple of companies making them, like Virtuix is a, a popular one. And um, right mm -hmm. now, these are being developed independently, and the user has to put them together um, and make their experiences. But um, it's possible in the future that these could all come together as, you know, uh, one, instead of a la carte, these are all one full package where mm -hmm. you get everything together all at once. And once that happens, um, that'll be um, huge because now there will be experiences that use all those parts together, made to use all those parts together, rather than the user having to uh, find mods or even create them themselves in order to combine these uh, disparate pieces of equipment into one experience. Mm -hmm. Got it. No, this is this is all fascinating. So let me paint the picture and you tell me if this is accurate, mm -hmm. right? So essentially in the future, like let's say five to 10 years from now, I could put on a suit, put on my VR headset, uh, and then, you know, have like maybe like a sex doll or something or some kind of doll that's like robotic. And when I'm in this VR world, I can have sex with this doll and it can be a hundred, nearly a hundred percent realistic. Is that, would that be accurate in what I'm describing? It is possible. I mean, um, a lot of the things you described um, mm -hmm. are kind of done in piecemeal, even um, when it comes to things like texture. Um, I have seen um, 
demonstrations of machines that can basically emulate different textures. So um, you may have an experience mm. where you're you have one doll, but you know you go to different people inside of a, a space, and um, they all have different feels, smells, looks, ac um, actions. Uh, they have kind of personalities almost. Um, and you can think about combining that with artificial right. intelligence. Um, it will be very fascinating to see not only an experience that's real physically, but that can understand you on a deep level as well and provide mm. you with a very unique experience that can be very fulfilling and very safe at the same time. So basically, this is going to be like uh, right out of a sci-fi movie where uh, you can have a robot that's indistinguishable from a real woman and then she can be like your partner, essentially. Right? It is possible. Um, whether mm. people will actually be open to that is another question. But the tech, I believe mm. the technology will get there. Um, and um, if I can be a bit preemptive in um, where this is going, um, I know we, we do get questions quite often about the real world implications if VR sex technology gets too far. And um, mm -hmm. there are a lot of scenarios that can be concocted. Um, opponents of pornography in general um, have come up with many of these. And um, that's fine. You know, it's, it's good to have, um, you know, skepticism about technology. Uh, we don't believe anyone should be completely accepting of all technology. But that said, um, the research overwhelmingly shows that consumption of pornography in general actually has positive effects on societies. Because um, mm -hmm. I, just from experience, we know when this kind of, um, with this kind of thinking, one of the first things people think isn't, always, I can't wait to try this. The first thing is, what will this do to the human race? And we totally understand that. But um, there is no reason to believe things um, should be so different when it comes to VR um, in regard to technology on society, because we've seen a lot of technology and it's actually been, you know, had a positive impact despite in the beginning, people would be concerned about what it would do, um, being concerned that it would have a negative impact. So if we take, for example, the prevalence mm -hmm. and legality of red light districts, those um, do get occasional, you know, those do cause occasional moral panics. Um, but red light districts actually do not impact the rates at which humans form long, stable, stable long term relationships. And VR sex, in our opinion, will not either. Right. And in, to the contrary, uh, we do believe that VR sex has potential to add variety, not just to the lives of single people, but as I described before, um, to the lives of people in um, stable, loving relationships. And I, I do want to um, bring up the point that some of the first pornography in the modern era was actually um, sort of sex education or um, sex demonstration uh, to different uh, societies. Mm. And this actually had a positive impact in these groups and actually helped couples um, form more intimate bonds. Uh, it, it, to me, it's like, what this is gonna help is it's gonna help a lot of those single people who, who may not know how to connect with a woman. Uh, you know what I mean? So this is gonna be, I think, a net mm -hmm. positive. I, we agree 100%, and we're glad you see it the same way. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's really interesting you brought up that uh, about single people because, yeah. yeah, there are a lot of people that, um, you know, the due to the way their society is, their culture is, they may not be afforded a lot of opportunities to interact one-on-one -on -one with women, or they may mm -hmm. have some, um, you know, blocks in their lives. It could be mental, psychological, um, biological in nature, and yeah. this can help them kind of, um, I'd like to say, uh, crack the husk when it comes to opening themselves mm -hmm. up to uh, sexual experiences, we um, do understand that uh, in reality, what's more dangerous in a society is sexual repression rather than sexual openness. And mm -hmm. if our, our technology or all um, adult VR technology can help break that, 
it will result in a better society. Um, you can look at um, different uh, studies um, that document the uh, amount of uh, sex crimes in relation to uh, the um, relative openness of pornography in a society. And there's a definite uh, link uh, between um, the uh, availability of pornography and a decline in sex crimes in uh, these different societies. And it's something that I feel is uh, neglected uh, too much in the media. Uh, and in regard mm. also to uh, this technology, in regard to couples, um, there are couples that start out and they kind of have the same, uh, I'd say, appetite when it comes to sex. But, you know, um, things happen and one partner may have a stronger appetite than the other. And this may, you know, go back and forth over time. And it may be uh, beneficial for the couple to maintain their happiness to let one, mm. the, the, the more hungry, let's say, uh, partner have a, an extra outlet for their urges that do not put, uh, apply, imply or apply force to the other or, um, you know, or, or do not put the other in a situation where they feel like they're not adequate enough. And it's important to understand that this has nothing mm -hmm. to do with personality or it's no judgment on their character. What happens is biology. What happens is career. What happens is life gets, uh, happens. And sometimes people just change their attitudes. And again, it's no judgment. There's nothing wrong with either way, but it's we feel it's important to have options for the other partner because uh, one person may be happy being in a you know in a relationship where they kind of don't have as much of a sex drive, and the the one that does should not feel like that they are uh, going to be losing out for the rest of their life or that they will not have any option anymore. It we feel like it's better, or, it, or I feel at least that it could be better for the couple if they have this extra option out there that could actually make both of them happier in their relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think you brought up two really good points that I want to echo. So one of them is the fact that the guys who are out there who maybe they cannot get laid uh, for whatever reason, this is a huge benefit for them, like a massive benefit when this gets around, right? And then the second one, um, even for women, um, like when this gets out there and becomes more mainstream and it's it's very realistic, I feel like there's going to be less men trying to cheat uh, Well, that's just an opinion. But I think like if they can just have like sex with an extremely beautiful woman in VR and it's very realistic, I don't think they're going to have that drive to go out and find um, another woman to cheat on, you know? It's, it's so possible. I think that's... <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Oh, no, no. That's just my opinion. Did you have a different opinion? No, um, I, I just want to say that it, those things are possible, but um, yeah, we're not, um, I, I think it's something maybe a, a psychologist or psychiatrist could uh, answer better than me. Uh, <laughs> those are very interesting yeah. issues that you bring yeah. up, but um, yeah, it's, yeah <laughs> what you said is possible, but um, uh, I'm sad to say I'm not uh, qualified to give you a, a better uh, answer than that. <laughs> right, right. That's just my opinion. And, and obviously, I think I, uh, I hear from a lot of women that they're kind of scared of this technology. Um, cause it's, they think that, you know, this is going to replace them or something like that, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's just, this is more of like, um, just a supplement, you know, uh, mm -hmm. just like how porn is now. Um, but it's just a very realistic supplement. Um, but yeah, no, I think overall this, this whole thing is just fascinating. Uh, and, and it, I'm glad to hear that, you know, during the, uh, the, the pandemic that there's been a lot of advancements. Did you see in terms of like technology, um, like hardware wise, is, is the hardware getting to a point where it's just extremely, extremely good now, or are we still like kind of, uh, away from that a few years away from that? Uh, we are seeing major advancements in the, uh, HMD technology, for instance, um, 
there has mm -hmm. been uh, some developments in uh, how in hand visualization. So um, uh, we did talk about before about controllers and such, um, and um, you know we are seeing now that um, some of these HMDs allow for controller-free use where the hands are detected by the headset. So um, this technology has mm. made great developments. Uh, I it's remember amazing. the first time seeing it, it was very wonky and uh, just seemed to work like maybe 70% of the time like I intended, but now it's almost 99%, I would say. Um, right. So um, that is, is one thing that we've seen a great advancement in. Yeah, because I noticed, um, like the last time I tried VR, uh, I noticed that the sort of like the eye tracking seemed a little off. Like it seemed like if I looked a certain way, like the graphics would get very fuzzy. It, has that been fixed now or is it still like uh, where, where that happens? Uh, we are seeing great advancements also in the rendering capabilities. Uh, mm -hmm. What you may be describing, I believe, is a screen door effect uh, in addition to some others where um, what they basically do in these HMDs is put a magnifying lens in front of a display. And if you ever looked at... Um, a display, let's say on your phone or on your computer with like a, a droplet of water on it, you'll start to see immediately that the the, the pixels and the, right. and the boundaries between them, and uh, that's because they're being magnified. And um, the same thing happens when the HMDs where those lenses actually magnify those uh, little um, uh, separations between pixels. Um, but what we're seeing now is uh, advancements in the technology where that screen door effect, as it's called, is diminishing. And so this is bringing... Mm. Um, a, a lot more uh, realism uh, to the experience where you do feel like what you're seeing is something that might as well be right in front of you without the uh, headset on. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. Um, and did you see Apple's new VR headset by chance? Um, what we know about that is uh, the rumors indicate that it will be um, kind of an expensive specialist device uh, for use by enterprise and medical customers. But um, mm, unless okay. that changes, you know, we don't anticipate seeing it in the consumer market. Right. Right. So what is, so if I want to get into VR today, what would you, um, suggest, like, what is the whole like tech, um, stack that you want that would, you would suggest? What's interesting is how, um, the wireless headsets are starting to dominate. And this is something where mm. people thought, oh, there's going to be too much latency between the wire, the headset and the computer. And there's two ways that a wireless headset can get around that. Um, one is to um, have a wired connection between the headset mm -hmm. and the uh, PC or laptop that has the high-end video card on it. And what this means is you get the best of both worlds. You get the benefits of a hands-free headset, or sorry, a wireless headset with a wired headset. It's kind of a hybrid. Um, there's another approach to this where the 5G wireless signal in uh, one's uh, Wi-Fi network is actually good enough to transmit the actions and um, uh, and visual data back and forth between the PC or laptop and the wireless HMD in that it feels like it was actually wireless, uh, wired connected to the uh, computer. And so um, the, these two um, avenues of uh, wireless um, connectivity to a PC have started to put it head and shoulders above a natively wired headset like the old uh, um, HTC Vive or the old uh, Oculus mm -hmm. Rift. And so um, this is just aided to the domination of the Oculus Quest 2, which is a completely um, unwired headset in that you can run many experiences without connecting to a computer. 
However, with mm -hmm. um, software like ALVR, you can connect to your computer without a, uh, a wire, but there is a special link cable that will allow a user to, to connect to the computer. And you know um, that will give the uh, crazy power of the uh, video card uh, in combination with the uh, lightweight uh, nature of the you know Quest 2 uh, headset. Mm -hmm. So this kind of advancement is huge for the industry, and uh, we feel like this has been a big reason why that headset has sold extremely well. Right, right. And then, so basically Oculus Quest 2 is what you would recommend, or is there anything else? That's what we're recommending right now because you mm -hmm. can use it um, not just as a wire, uh, not just to run wireless um, experiences like we offer on our site, but also some of the ones that do require a heavy-duty graphics card. Got it, got it. So is there any... Um... So is there any degradation of quality with that, like compared to the, the Vive or one of the other ones? Um, not in our experience. Mm -hmm. um, time will tell if there is a big uh, downside, but from what we've mm -hmm. seen, it seems to have improved upon everything that's already out there. Got it. Including in many ways the wired headsets. So it's not like um, it, 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 mm -hmm. it is seeming more and more like it's not just another type of headset that is an alternative to a wired one, but it's actually one that could completely replace it. Got it. Got it. So now, so basically Facebook is dominating currently. Is there anyone else that's you uh, think through, is... Through Oculus. Mm -hmm. Right, through Oculus. Uh, and is there anyone else, uh, any other players that you see uh, overtaking them or coming up with anything new that you think could be good? It's uh, hard to say. Uh, there was a time where Oculus was in the lead, and then HTC Vive was in the lead, and then Oculus came back again. Um, mm. And it was, you know, anyone who put all their money on one of those horses was going to lose, basically. Uh, so we're not going to go and say that we know what the future is going to bring. However, um, we still do think that Oculus, HTC, and another uh, challenger in the race, I would say, is um, going to be uh, Steam, um, and uh, or Valve rather, Valve has their own uh, VR headset now mm -hmm. that um, seems to work as well as the others. Um, one thing that we do see is uh, not quite picking up a lot of momentum is the PSVR, the PlayStation uh, mm -hmm. VR. Um, but again, time will tell if that does make a comeback. Right. Right. So, so let's get into like uh, sex dolls a little bit, right? I mean, we kind of talked about this before, sure. but. Uh, why is it so hard to map like a sex doll to like your VR headset so that you can like touch the sex doll's arm and it can feel like you're touching an arm in VR? Is there like some specific thing that I prevents see. that from, you know, or like prevents the developers from doing that? Yeah. Um, anyone who has a VR headset, I'd encourage them to try this experiment. It's very easy. Just um, turn on your headset and point your cell phone at it like you're taking mm -hmm. a camera, uh, taking a picture. And then compare it to what you see with your own eyes. And what you'll see is these white dots appear on the headset. And um, what's happening is that there's actually infrared beacons, infrared um, little um, LED sources all over your headset that are emitting LED light that is picked up either by um, your computer or your um, uh, or the beacons, uh, a lot of different uh, technologies out there. Um, and um, the reason I bring that up is uh, it does take a lot of technology just to recognize where mm -hmm. something is in a room. Um, when it comes to the Quest headset, that actually has a capability to work without beacons, which is amazing. It has a special um, a way to map mm -hmm. out a room and to know where everything is. However, that technology only works when, ev when everything stands still. So um, the point 
to, to sum those up, the idea is that when you have a sex doll, there isn't a lot of beacons on it usually. You'd have to make a very specialized sex doll that would have a lot of hidden infrared mm -hmm. uh, beacons uh, or, or LEDs in various parts on the body, like in the arms and the face um, and, you know, the torso, legs, all over. And um, what could happen, I don't know if anyone's doing this, but this is, you know, speaking um, from the science behind it all. It is possible that um, with a doll like that, you could basically have um, sort of a motion tracker uh, on it and you could pick up what the doll is doing. Um, I, I, I could see why this is not in development because um, it would cost a lot to develop this sort of doll and um, it's unknown right now what the mm -hmm. market uh, would be for it, especially with the taboo around that subject. Um, I do believe that in the future, as the taboos sort of uh, wane, that there might be more uh, push for this kind of technology. So to kind of sum it up, um, it is possible to create that kind of, kind of technology, but it would have to be done more on an industrial side. It's not something that's very easily done, um, sort of hacked together in one's home, unless they have um, a really uh, you know, expansive lab that they can draw from. And um, I also want to add that I know I talked before about how these can detect hands. And um, a lot of that has to do with kind of shape recognition. Hands are very unique features in a body. And um, it's hard to say if that technology can be expanded to something like a sex doll where it could recognize the limbs and face mm -hmm. and et cetera of a sex doll and map those like it would the hands. Yeah. So um, I believe this is the reason why we're not really seeing that kind of technology yet. Yeah. Well, what about like um, Apple's LiDAR? Like, cause that pretty much like that's on just a phone. Is that not able to just detect like a sex doll? I feel like it should be. It could. I'd have to see what their kind of um, what their latency is, because um, as you can imagine, mm. a sex doll will deform and move. And um, I have worked with LiDAR in the past, actually. And um, when it comes to short range uh, scenarios, um, it's it, it becomes a bit trickier. Um, LiDAR is a technology that relies on measuring the speed of light over small mm. distances. Um, and as you can imagine, um, when you don't have a lot of time to measure it, because it is a very fast experience, there are some trade offs that occur. I'd have to know more about um, Apple's technology, but it is, it, I'd say it is possible for that to exist at some point in the mm -hmm. future. Um, as for how this would be incorporated into a VR HMD, um, that would be up to the uh, manufacturers of such devices um, to see if that they can, if they can inter, um, integrate <laughs> that technology into it. Um, mm -hmm. It could be possible with a combination uh, with, with what's called a mixed reality headset, something that combines both VR and AR. It might be easier. Um, so far, I believe the most advanced AR, augmented reality, that is, headset is uh, Microsoft HoloLens. And mm. um, that's mainly used for industrial purposes uh, because um, its uh, price point is a bit higher, is a lot higher, I should say, than uh, virtual reality. So um, that is a really good point. I think in the future with AR, perhaps even LiDAR, um, you could have the technology you describe of mapping out uh -huh. a doll in real time. Right. I mean, if, if a company could raise like, let's say a billion dollars or not even a billion, let's say like, like $20 million, like, could they, uh, could they develop this technology pretty easily? Like, cause, cause it's there or is it going to take more money than that? I don't know how much it would cost. Um, I, if I were to invest in such a company, I'd be first uh, interested in their um, market research as to mm. uh, what the market would be for such a device. Um, I'd also be curious as to how this would manifest. You know, maybe they would wear a special um, uh, vest or something that would help um, 
understand where the doll is because um, I believe the sensors on the HMD itself are already kind of uh, pushed to the limit when it comes to the VR and you might need to use extra sensors and perhaps this um, extra um, sensor vest could also provide haptic feedback. And if it could do something that's kind of, you know, with multiple purposes, that would be really interesting. And um, I believe perhaps that could actually Im also increase the amount of users to this kind of technology mm. and uh, kind of eliminate two birds with one stone. Uh, if that were possible, um, 20 million might cut it. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. uh, again, I'd have to look at the, uh, yeah, the market research on who would be really into this. Yep, yep. Well, that's what my first twenty million is going to go to. So uh, there you go. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like this technology. If you like unlock it, like whoever gets this right is going to be extremely rich. I, in my opinion, uh, like if you can, we could see that. Yeah, because I, I just feel like there's a huge demand for this. I mean, just for sex dolls in general, there's a huge demand. And then if you can map it to VR and have a realistic experience, that just seems like it's going to make so much profit. But, you know, we'll see. We have seen our sales and user um, base increase year over year. Yeah. There's always uh, increasing demand for this kind of technology. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. 100%. And especially with the, uh, the Oculus Quest and all these new technologies that are coming out that are uh, just making everything better, too. Is the rate of improvement, like, really exponential at this point? Or is it more linear? Um, that's yeah. hard to say. Um, uh, um, my understanding of exponential is everything looks linear until it, it's exponential. Then looking back, you realize it was exponential. <laughs> um, right. So um, it, it is possible. Um, there's a lot of economic hardship, unfortunately, for a lot of people right now. So mm. that's kind of throwing a, a wrench into the works. But um, we'll see. Maybe after um, all these lockdowns are over, people will have more money in their pocket and um, maybe have realized that during lockdown that they found, you know, some VR technology that they really liked and will be mm -hmm. willing to buy it, invest in it, etc. Yeah, hundred percent. If someone, uh, so for you guys, you guys are mostly involved in the software side, not necessarily hardware. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then I guess what we'll do is we'll, um, maybe link to a few of the, the titles that we mentioned in the interview. Uh, yeah, so that people let's play can, with Anna uh, and let's play with Nanai are some of our biggest sellers that talk about that technology I mentioned with a doll. Right. No, no, for sure. And uh, one Super of our biggest titles right now is uh, Slaves of Rome. I don't know if you've tried that, but um, that... Is... No, I haven't tried anything since the last time uh, I, I used uh, one of those things. I think that okay. was like a few years ago. Okay. But yeah, yeah, so I haven't really been up to date. I, I just was like, I think when I used it a few years ago, I, I felt like it was still too unrealistic for me to like keep going with it. Mm -hmm. but um but yeah i mean every few years i feel like it's just going to get better and better so in four or five years i can see this going you know even crazy real even more crazy realistic we agree yep so yeah awesome awesome uh sir so let's uh let's f uh, finish the interview here is there anything else that you would want to maybe promote or talk about um, I also want to just mention that we have a sister site to Imagine VR called Imagine Play, ImaginePlay.io, okay. and Imagine VR is at ImagineVR.io, and Imagine Got Play it. has um, adult-oriented games that are not necessarily for VR, but mm -hmm. um, are still uh, out there. And um, these sort of sex games are gaining in a lot of popularity. They appeal to a lot of niche cultures out there, um, mm -hmm. uh, sex subcultures, I should say that are um, very rich in terms of the amount of content for them, but um, there's just um, still not a lot of um, 
not a lot of these groups are represented adequately, but they mm -hmm. do find that there are a lot of games that appeal to them uh, in various ways. Um, a lot of people are into, you know, things where they can role play as, you know, someone of a different gender or sex. Um, mm -hmm. And those things they can find, you know, in both places. But um, we are seeing a lot more content on uh, Imagine Play that is developed a lot faster because, you know, they don't have to um, get a VR headset and it's, you know, it, the barrier to entry is a lot lower for um, some developers that are new to the whole uh, sex gaming sphere. Um, mm -hmm. So I just want to promote that as well. Awesome. Awesome. And then is there like a starter kit? Like, for example, you, you're talking about the, the Anna game. So is there like a starter kit where someone can get like a quest and like a doll or something like that with it? Or it, or is it just all separate? It's all separate right now. Yeah. Um, the people making the headsets definitely are not selling the dolls. Um, <laughs> right, right. Okay. They should be, but <laughs> that's another story. Make a ton of um, money. <laughs> yeah. They might, right? Um, but yeah, um, there are different um, manufacturers of the dolls. Um mm. We don't have any um, particular uh, promotions for one over another, but um, mm -hmm. they're uh, not hard to find. I know in Japan at least, but in the U.S., um, there might be some manufacturers that can um, gotcha. make different types of them. Gotcha. Oh, actually, I, I just thought of one other question, and I'll, and I'll ask you this. Please. Um, so in terms of the, the doll itself, right? I mean, there's this a whole sex doll industry, right? And then with the dolls, I noticed that they're getting more and more realistic but they're still like mm -hmm. they still feel very creepy to me. Like whenever I see them, is that something that you've kind of encountered? And do you think that we can ever fix that, or is it just always going to be like that? Um, like you said, we're on the software side of mm. things, so we don't really see a lot of the hardware. But um, from what I've read, um, there are different materials used for the um, the skin, um, trying to emulate that. And um, from a scientific standpoint, you know, skin is not just a texture. It's um, also, you know, a bit of, um, you know, sweat. It can be a bit of oil. Um, so these kind of give it a, a different feel than a lot of other things out there. Um, and, and also on top of that is, uh, of course, the heat generated by a living uh, person. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, what could happen in the future is that they could um, have um, pumps inside of these dolls that, um, you know, it could be something as simple as a um, coolant pump for uh a computer uh, however it would be putting in a uh, a warmed liquid it could warm a liquid and pump it throughout the uh, doll's body and give it that warmth that mm. some people find uh, more appealing um and there could be ways to make the texture improved um but um this is just speculative at this point um it is possible i would say to improve it but um you know i think that is a factor of demand as the demand goes up there will be more competition and more people will try to differentiate their doll from others and um, I think yeah. it's great that we have people like you out there that are um, removing these taboos from society because it is a shame that, um, you know, uh, we can talk about many different topics, but this is one that's taboo, yet it's the most important to many people's lives mm. uh, in terms of their happiness. Oh, yeah. I, I think the, the taboos are getting removed a lot. Like, I have, um, I know for my friends and stuff, like, we always joke about this kind of technology or we kind of talk about, like, the future of this technology, so... It's, it's just interesting to, to hear from an expert in the field. Um, and yeah, so thank you so much for your, uh, for your talk. And I think this is really interesting. So uh, I will talk to you soon. And I think that'll be the end of the interview.
Yeah, uh, always a pleasure. Um, like we yeah. said, you know, Amphasia has been one of our biggest supporters in the beginning, mm -hmm. and uh, we'd like to support you as well. Return the favor. Awesome. Thank you, man. And uh, stay on for just a second because the, uh, the thing's going to take a while to upload. Okay. Will do. All right.